0: gents boys and girls children of a certain age it's that time again and it's the last time it's daredevil it's back to hell's kitchen i brought back my main man sam adams hey everybody and we are covering two episodes the final two uh why because i got tricked The way in which this episode ends is so seamless to the next one, even with uh, music and everything. I got tricked, and I thought I was watching one episode when, in fact, I was watching two. So I decided to say, Sam, let's do two. I said, let's get sponsored by Coors Light. And I said, it's the right beer now, and let's go. So here we are.
1: I opened mine up not knowing, not wanting to make the sound on the mic. I, would, I didn't know we were going to crack them in unison. That's I,
0: you know, <laughs> it, it, I'll double it up in, in audio. It'll be, it'll be beautiful.
1: Oh, seamless. Great. So, they'll never know. Yeah, they'll never know.
0: <laughs> it, unless we tell them now. Ah, oh, shoot. Okay. So, finally, we get Vanessa.
1: I was biting my tongue last episode when you were talking about her and the painting. And I was like, oh, God, I, this, this is so tough because I knew it was just right around the corner. And then here we are. She's back.
0: Coming in in an absolute uh, regality in her chopper. And immediately Wilson is just absolute melted butter in, in, in front of her, which is what I love.
1: Yeah, no, I was glad they finally brought her back. And she really is kind of a driving point to these last two episodes. But
0: Quite honestly, and now, folks, I'm going to be honest here. You know that I um, tend to gush over these episodes, but you also know that I will not accept mediocrity, and I do not put mediocrity onto a pedestal. I won't do it. I won't do it because I don't believe in it, and you need the truth. There are ep- there are problems here, and I wish Vanessa maybe came a little bit earlier. I found this episode of all episodes, um, this first one being uh, what what is this one called? Oh, the last sh- one one last shot. Mm-hmm. A little bit of furniture moving, quite honestly.
1: Yeah, that's that's why I felt like it, it could have happened sooner. Like I know I said that last episode, I would have liked to seen the Nelson and Murdoch gang get back together sooner, and I would have liked to have seen Vanessa sooner, and I feel like it would have I don't know, I feel like this this is a show that the more characters the better and sometimes they get kind of bogged down in just having the main ones interact and I, I think they could have made it a little bit better with more of like show show Vanessa out in uh, you know, Spain being bored and, and lonely or, you know, have, have her come back sooner and have some of these interactions with Wilson. Cause it's so quick. She gets home. She looks like just as thrilled to see him as he is her. And then as soon as they're inside, she's like, I just want a bath in a bed. Like, yeah. like, it. see, like, like, I know it's right when he tells, um, Dex in his, uh, his denim Dan outfit to like, not now. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I think that, uh, yeah, it was kind of a weird turn of how she was kind of pumped to see him. And it was like, like, she'd never heard him go not in front of Vanessa before. Like, I feel like that was something that had been done in the first season and to have her all of a sudden be like, oh, you're leaving me out. I feel so lonely. It was kind of a straight, like, I get it. I liked, I liked it rather than having her be. Kind of Carmela Soprano esque. Mm
0: -hmm. I I
1: don't know what's going on. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not culpable for anything that you do. Kind of thing I like that she's been in on it this whole
0: time. I mean, she's been a part of his world. Yeah, like, and I think that like a simple
1: conversation of just being like, "Hey, I'm really attracted to you," being this crazy. Monster animal man. <laughs> so can mm-hmm. you just let let it fly in front of me? Like I promise I won't testify, and like it just it'll make things better. I'll I'll feel like I'm part of the gang. And he'd probably been like, Oh, okay. I thought that I thought I had to hide it from you, so you didn't think didn't hate me. So okay, I'm down. Let's do it.
0: Yeah, you know it's like it's this economy of narrative, and it's like, do I really need to see that she's jet lagged and tired? Just, and I I can only look there if if you followed me through this endeavor you know the sad omelet is one of the episodes with uh with merlin and um that was you know it's like that led up just so he could make his famous french omelet and i was just like yeah that's great i have this like nostalgia for it but let's move like come on let's let's roll mm-hmm. and a lot of this was like Okay, we've got uh, Karen Foggy and Matt teaming up again, and but we've it seems like Nadim is now a major player now in the in the show, at least in this episode, I should say. Like, I mean, he's been um, a part of the whole season, but I wasn't expecting everything to weigh on his testimony. Yeah,
1: and I I I like again I got to give credit to these Netflix people is like every single Netflix show has to have a cop in it that is interesting, and I think they do a better job at creating them than um, say like your run of the mill CBS you know cops versus robbers show that comes out all the time. Um, I
0: totally agree.
1: From Mahoney to Madani to to. Who's our, who's our guy here? Um,
0: uh, Nadim. Nadim.
1: Yeah. Nadim. Like, I think they make really interesting things. And I th- I think it was, I like how they, he puts the, you know, they never say it from Fisk's perspective, but I like how he puts the dots together that Fisk was the one that got his sisters, um, uh, his sister in law's health insurance canceled, and was the reason that put the pressure on him. And then he, you know, that's the reason he had financial troubles. Is he says that thing? He says Fisk knows how to make people vulnerable. And I, I like, I like seeing that. That it's like, hey, not every cop under his thumb is necessarily this evil guy. It's just somebody that they he put to the to the brink, and now they don't know what to do, and so they're stuck, and they're they can't get out from under it, type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I think they they did a really good job with that. But yeah, I. I don't know. I I think that it was kind of a bummer that I feel like sometimes you can tell when you like one of these cops too much, they're just like, oof, this might be his last episode. And (laughs) well, and
0: I think I like redemption arcs. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm a sucker for it. However, that said, um, I have a little bit of an issue of these dirty cops always trying to eventually. I was always trying to do the right thing. I just wanted to be a, a good guy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dog, you could have done that the whole time. I I get that he put you in a bad position, but quite honestly, it could have been the good cop that actually sacrificed himself you know, a couple episodes ago, and then Matt is running with it. Not mm-hmm. at this point where now everything hinges on this guy, not daredevil well,
1: and i like how matt badgers him mm-hmm. um when he really comes after him and goes like i can't defend you if i don't know why you did this and he finally admits like hey look i just didn't want to be another fbi agent i wanted to look like a big shot i wanted to you know i wanted to do well and you know i got greedy and i fell for his trap and then i got you know I I got froze and I I went with it like he's like I I regret it and I want to make it right and it's like you know I like that scene because it's not like <clears throat> typical lawyer um client relations I'm sure and <laughs> sure yeah. usually you have a little more bedside manner than that um but you know I like that it just kind of shows you know Matt kind of his um his morals when it comes to it is that like hey look at I would never let Fisk control me, so how did you let it happen? Like, I need to understand if I'm going to be able to defend you.
0: Yeah, and you know, I think it's funny is, we keep changing gears. Well, actually, it's more me than you, actually, but we're saying more Matt than Daredevil. And I think there's something to that, especially in these last two episodes, is that this is primarily the Matt Murdoch story. Like, it, this is a lot of Matt stuff, not a lot of daredevil stuff.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's I think that's important when you're making these superhero things is that you can't just have it be one or the other. You know, you do have to. I think that is the interesting thing. That parts of the reason we like the whole secret identity mm-hmm. kind of hero thing is that there is that balancing act. And even though Nadim kind of calls it out, he goes like, "You live both sides. Your friends." know who you are and they still accept you. And he kind of realizes how lucky he is that moment. And I think that's a, that's an interesting kind of way of summing up where he is and where, you know, making him realize how lucky he is. Maybe he didn't see it before today, but now he does that. He's like, Oh, you know, I keep running away from these people when really I should be, you know, praying, praying or thankful that they're in my life. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, this episode is a very good prequel and setup for the next. For sure. Like I mean all the pieces start start put, getting put together. You know, we've got everybody who should be here is here. Um and you know, even Karen is doing, you know, some some supreme work as an investigator and even getting back into the idea of exposing all the all the all the misgivings and all the all the the justice that needs to happen, which I I, I kind of enjoyed that 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 started to happen again.
1: Well, and I noticed one little thing too when when uh, Karen and Matt are chatting at the uh, gym, which I kind of wish that would have been their future law office was they turned the gym into a law office or something oh, like that. That would have been dope. Yeah, but then there's a part where she goes to leave and he doesn't say anything to her, and it kind of shows. That he trusts her, you know. That's like she's a badass. She's got her got it, but she also kind of that she's like happy about that, but she's also kind of sad that that innocence is gone. of not him being like, "Oh, be careful. Are you sure you don't want me to go with you?" Type of thing like that.
0: Now, let me know. Am I wrong about this? Is this the episode where Karen gives up uh, that she killed Wesley and her and her brother brothers stuff?
1: No, that was that was an episode or two ago. OK, she, I think I think it was last episode that okay. he that she t- actually told him. Um, but I remember it was the, it was the finale that he goes, I'm glad you told me, Karen. You know, and he goes, you, you don't have to be. That's you know, right. You don't have to live, you know, due to your past mistakes. You, you become more, you know, you've been, you're a better person than that.
0: Correct. Now, with Vanessa here, Dex is a little bit on the outs with a uh, good old kingpin one
1: well, i think he was on the outs after his performance at the church that yeah. he didn't get the job done he killed he made it a high profile thing by killing this innocent priest terrorized all these churchgoers didn't get karen page didn't kill daredevil like really just made a mess of things and he even says that he's like i i've placed too much on your shoulders or something like that he he realizes he's a useful tool but he's Definitely not the, as, as much as he wants to be the next James Wesley. He is most certainly not that capable.
0: Correct. So, you know, a, a number of misses and decks is, is a little bit on the bench side and wants to <clears throat> be a little bit more and do the right thing. I, again, going back to the whole Vanessa thing, it was, it was interesting to me that she kept looking at the, at the bare wall, looking for uh, the rabbit in the snowstorm. And I was like, how do you know that that painting was going to be there? But, I mean, it was, you know, it it was emblematic. We know that that has to come. And then to see that the painting arrives, and we know, like, there's no way he, he could have gotten it any other way. And then, you know, the, the which I find, cinematography-wise, it wasn't, like, overt, but it was subtle-ish enough to see the little blood stain on the corner of the painting. I thought that was great.
1: It's crazy that you know that little thing. It it really kind of illustrates how haphazard Dex is with trying to please Fisk and get in his good graces. That he would, you know, that uh, that lady lived in a huge house. He could have killed her anywhere. Why you would kill her right next to the white painting (laughs) that you would get blood on it, or that you know, after he killed her, he had blood on his hands and moved the painting and got it on there and didn't get it off of there. It just shows you kind of like how. Off the chain, he is that he's so antsy to try and, and get brownie points that he's sloppy. And yeah. that's something that I would never have called Wesley, except the only time he got sloppy is when he put the gun in front of Karen, you know, trying to intimidate her and didn't anticipate that she was going to pick it up and blast him.
0: Yeah. I mean, Bullseye has been set up as as this precision instrument. And, you know, but there comes a cost with that because he's, you know, mentally just not all there. But like the fall off of 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 Dex has been very interesting, just to see him this this downward spiral of of, of the the fatherless.
1: Yeah, he, he, his North Star is uh, fading in the distance. He got mm-hmm. he doesn't have much to guide him right now.
0: <laughs> and again, this idea of even Vanessa being wanting to be more part of Fisk's world. Like, I think that would have been really cool to have during the entire um, or at least half of the season. Like, it, it it, was just like a little too little too late. And I thought potentially, because if I remember correctly, I'm shaking my head bones. Vanessa gets injured in the comics and she's almost like in a coma or doesn't remember um, Wilson very much. And there's this, uh, you know, Wilson always wa- – that was I was almost like a thorn in his brain of – and why he did the things he did was because he just wanted Vanessa back. It may have been a one-off series. I can't remember. It was an orographic novel. Um, hmm.
1: That I, I don't – I'm not super well-versed in Daredevil. Most of what I've gone back and read was because of – these seasons,
0: yeah. It so was, I think it might I, I, been, don't, I don't know that yeah, one. It was like a Senkovich um, graphic novel, and it was basically that Vanessa had been injured at some at, on some level, and all she wanted to really do was escape. And it like actually just just completely broke Wilson. Oh, yeah,
1: that's interesting. I'll have to
0: look that one up. Well, I thought it was going to happen when it came mm-hmm. down to. The end, uh, uh, in the end of the finale. I thought she was going to get injured, and then that would have just made him go crazy.
1: That would have been an interesting twist on everything, although I guess that would have been the only thing that's keeping Matt and his friends safe is that she is safe. Because otherwise, I feel like all of Fisk's final resources would have been poured into. Destroying his life, yeah. Which they still could be. I just—that's the one thing about the, the the end that I'm just like, do you really trust him?
0: <laughs> well, let's let's go ahead and make make that jump. well As as we're as we're moving through um into the finale, when we were talking about him as 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 kind of almost one episode but two parts, I think that's the way I like to to look at it a little bit more. Is you know, Matt is off the chain and he's basically going to kill uh Wilson which you know it makes sense but i think in reality even i knew that that matt murdock wasn't going to do that like i mean his his level of kill isn't isn't that high
1: yeah although he did play with his image well when he was torturing Felix Manning and and holding him off the roof and just kind of sitting on the edge of the roof, dangling his feet like yeah. he doesn't have a care in the world. I kind of love that that imagery. Oh, that, yeah, remi- yeah. that reminded me kind of something you would see in the comic books, um, because otherwise, who would want to sit on the edge of a building? It's scary up there.
0: <laughs> exactly. I mean, it, it really. I mean, he was he was ready to go and and ready to do what it was like. The whole crew's here, but I'm going to go rogue, but I'm going to come back again. And, you know, again, we're talking more on the Matt side of things, even though he does have to do the Daredevil thing at the end, which, again, the final fight scene is very cool on one level with, you know, you have Kingpin and Daredevil going after each other, which I thought, you know, they scream at each other and then just barrel it in both to each other and then they add a whole new dynamic which is that vanessa and dex are part of it which i thought was very cool
1: yeah i I like the kind of three for one aspect of how dex is there he's I, i forget is he trying to kill vanessa yeah at that point yeah so so both both of them are trying to save her Daredevil's trying to fight both of them. Fisk is trying to fight both. Dex is kind of just a wild card. And it, it's, I, I kind of like that, three, that three-way that uh, fight of how it's all kind of each person's doing different things. Daredevil's saving someone that maybe doesn't deserve saving. Um, and he's kind of going back to his roots when he sees like – the. it's almost like he's getting a reflection of do you really want to become that guy? Because that guy has no problem going and killing people or are you gonna be what you started as this you know vigilante in the in the black that's just trying to to help and make make your make hell's kitchen a better kitchen
0: well in and, and on the timing of things, this happens in the middle of the finale so i I find that very interesting that they got that out of the way like kind of front loaded like we we knew it was coming all right, let's give it to you you know and we start with essentially. Um getting getting close to the uh the wedding, which I kinda thought that, I it just it, it struck me funny.
1: Did you did you almost kind of forget they weren't married already? Yes.
0: I, I, yeah, totally, I, I did too.
1: 100%. yeah, I was kinda the same way and was was surprised at how I was like, Oh, that's right, they weren't married. He I think he gave her a ring and then they went and then she left and he got arrested. But you know, I just kind of never. I never kind of occurred to me that uh, they they were still just dating,
0: yeah, <laughs> He's it's, flying around yeah, the world. exactly. Man. It was just, it was it was just strange to me. It's like there's compression and then there's compression, and mm-hmm. it was just like, like, do we? Like, I would much have rather seen like him get out of jail, get you know this the shiny white coat on him and then get married. That would have made a little bit more sense to me than mm-hmm. to save it for now.
1: Yeah, or or if you're going to go through the 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 rigmarole of having him have a wedding, um, you know, have it earlier in the season and have her involved sooner. I think that's the other kind of thing that you could do because, you know, the, it definitely had you know 13 episodes there was definitely some lag in the middle where you could have you know moved the plot along a little bit and having her there and maybe be some of the driving force behind some of the bad decisions that happen from Fisk's perspective yeah. rather than just being the one bad decision where she says that she should kill uh Nadim and you know Felix Manning like rolls over on it right away
0: Yeah and you know and I and I think is the whole wedding scene, its whole purpose is to have decks there, but it's also to, and I don't mean to be this guy, but technology doesn't work this way where everybody's phone starts showing a video of Nadim, um and his, you know, it, it just doesn't work exactly that way, especially when people are in video mode and, like, absolute nincompoops shooting video... Uh, vertically which aggravates the absolute shit out of me um but regardless it's a thing we just have to I learn can, to live with it but, oh, uh,
1: I but i consistently ask people i'm like oh does your wrist hurt could you have not turned your phone over no
0: i apparently not <laughs> and and apparently nobody in any of the phone companies have decided that if they're going to hold it that way uh just just rotate it so that everything's nice. Oh, that would be wonderful. It would be. People need their selfies. I guess, but this 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 vertical video is just absolutely astonishing. I
1: I have a note on Fisk's wedding. So he invites all of the heads of the crime in New York to his wedding. Correct. Where is Luke Cage? Is he racist? (laughs) Because Luke is running Harlem, correct? But
0: he's not a bad guy.
1: I thought he was in charge of uh, all of the crime in Harlem at the end.
0: All right, now look, you're equating <laughs> me with somebody that saw season two of Luke Cage.
1: Oh, so you—okay, so I, I i saw it once, so I thought that was kind of how it ended, was that he was, he was going to kind of let people do some crime in, but as long as it was— not too much under his watch or something like that
0: i was just amazed that that they even made reference to jessica jones they made zero references to anybody
1: yeah especially for being season three everybody's pretty familiar that these other things exist i mean he i i think they're did they maybe mention frank at one point you know when they were talking about killing people
0: yeah, I but think so.
1: That's but that's maybe it. And he was in Daredevil season two. Yeah, I, I think that they this is where I think Disney Plus shows are going to Really scratch our itches is that it's going to be the whole it's all connected thing. Whereas this, they didn't even really do that great a job of connecting the shows. Like, you know, they had one episode, a couple episodes of Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, and then nobody in either of his two seasons besides one Iron Fist. You know, just why you wouldn't cross these characters over more often. I can't imagine that they were so expensive that to get him to do an extra episode of Iron Fist was like ridiculously exorbitant or anything um and especially th- these ones it's all, all all it could just be some plot, although you know what they do call what's her face a better investigator than Jessica Jones
0: exactly that's the <laughs> only reference besides Frank that you that you hear, and I don't even know exactly how that reference tracks I didn't watch Jessica Jones one or two I mean I know i I, I watched part of one but Um, like it it falls deaf on me. And we talked a little bit off air on this, which was the, this interconnection within the MCU. And I believe me, I realize this is not the MCU. This is different. However, sometimes I think those interconnections, at least interconnections with chemistry work really well and it's worth exploring. Do I want Daredevil to have every connection to everybody in New York? Not necessarily. I mean, I for me as more of a Daredevil purist, I could I I don't want those people involved, but I am open to the idea of it as long as it doesn't neuter what Matt is to me.
1: Well, and it, it doesn't take a lot. I mean, no. you can have you can have him be like, hey, Foggy, sorry, I don't have a suit that flies me around and tells me what to shoot at. I've got to do it myself or something like that. I mean, it, you can really make little vague references How to How awesome other is that? that?
0: That line could have been used easily.
1: Yeah. You know, he's like, uh, he's like, or just think, oh, wish I had a shield, you know, or just it could just be stupid stuff like that, that are little throwaway lines. And I don't use um, webs yeah like <laughs> i can see why the other guy swings or just, any, any kind of just little things like that that, yep. that and it's easy and it doesn't really have to have any um weight on the greater like mcu storyline or anything just to th- have little throwaway lines like that and i think that's i think that's kind of maybe the more important part of making these things interconnected is that you can reference them and sometimes it'll be you know a a little plot point moving forward, and sometimes it'll just be like, Oh, that's Stark Tech, yeah, something along those lines. Like, yeah. it's not that hard, or hand, you know, they, were, they weren't afraid to throw just a hammer under the bus in Luke Cage.
0: Well, do we have any knowledge about where things stand as they are right now? I know, um, Vincent D'Onofrio has been very outspoken, and it seems like something is brewing in the Disney Plus, but I don't know exactly. Based around contracts and things of that nature, where it stands today, as of October—well, no, September. What day is it? Twenty-eighth.
1: Yeah. Well, I went through and made a little map of what's coming up, just because I was curious. I have the theory of that you're not going to see a lot of solo movie launches going through. I think you'll either see them launch on Disney Plus, the show. And then roll into a movie or kind of the the Black Panther Spider-Man method of showing up in a like a solo or team movie and then rolling out into their old movie kind of thing. So next year, it's light. You know, we only have Black Widow and Eternals and then they're doing Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney Plus. But 2021 is jammed after the whole Sony announcement. So movie wise, it's their first year with four movies. They're going to have Shang-Chi, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man and Thor. That's that's already crazy. And then Disney Plus is going to have WandaVision, Loki, What If, and Hawkeye.
0: Yeah. Because apparently, then, as it stands right now, uh, folks, we're in a tangent, so just bear with us. A lot of news has happened, and this is not why it's taken me so long to do this, ep- this show, but it's important that I took this long. Because so much has happened, Spider-Man's gone, and now he's back but we don't know at, at what level but i know the doctor strange movie coming back is like kind of a linchpin to these other films as i understand it especially wandavision i think
1: yeah i mean wandavision is supposed to roll is supposed to roll right into doctor strange and they say it's Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, so that it sounds like that Spider Man got you prepped for the multiverse. They 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 said something about Earth six one six. Yes, they're trying to get you get the idea planted in your head. I mean, into the Spider Verse has come out. I think multiverse things are kind of people are starting to understand it. I mean, even Endgame kind of threw it out there that you're 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 not time traveling. You're going to different universes type of stuff. So. I think that makes it really interesting is to is that, you know, I think that's the lazy way of how you bring mutants into it. But who knows? Maybe they want to launch everything into a secret wars and then have them have everything merged together and then blow it all up all over again in 10 years. Um, I don't know exactly how they're going to do this. But, yeah, I, I kind of wrote all this out kind of. Wondering when do you think some of these characters are going to be reintroduced? Because I don't know. I don't know that they're going to bring back any of these actors in these roles. I think that I think that ship's probably going to sail, but I yeah. could see them bringing back any of these actors in different roles because they haven't. They haven't been. They're bringing Marshalee Ali back, and he was the main villain of Luke Cage. So they're obviously not afraid to bring some high-profile people over. Into the movie universe, so I wouldn't be surprised if they brought. You know, who knows? Maybe they just go, "Hey, Vincent D'Onofrio, much like uh, Jay Jonah Jameson, we can't imagine another actor playing Wilson Fisk. We're going to bring you back. Um, here's this suit that makes you twice as wide for the movies."
0: <laughs> yeah. I, you know, um, my fear, uh, you know, with well, especially with Mahershala, uh, that that was a really bad one. Uh, I he should have been the big bad throughout Luke Cage and they blew that one. But that's a whole other story there. That was, that was a blown opportunity. Um, and they didn't, they didn't see it. And that that's, you know, for good, bad, or indifferent, it's what it is. He's blade now, apparently. Um, <clears throat> my fear with daredevil. And again, I take it personally. I, you know, I, I wrap myself up in it. um, I don't, I don't think that we're going to get a Charlie Cox. I also am not sure, as much as I love him, I don't know if everyone else loves Daredevil as much as, as, as I do, and I don't know if it translates to the screen. I, I think it's best on its TV axis, and as long as they could do that well and bring it to Disney+, Plus, more power to them. If they do it well and I find out about it, I will probably subscribe. That would be th- that and I hate to say this. The Mandalorian is very, very tempting for me right now. <laughs> it's very tempting after the oh, after uh. seeing that trailer like realistically i I'm and to find out that Bill Burr is in it um it, and maybe even as just a small small segment of it um i i'm very excited about it um
1: yeah no i'm very excited about what they're doing in general because i one of the things i'm i'm happiest about what disney plus is doing is that they're doing weekly episode rollouts and that seems like a small thing because we're in this binge culture yes and even you in the slowest of slow binges still succumb to the back-to-back episodes you couldn't help it you just Netflix, gotcha. It got me. Um, I kind of like this slowing it down because I think that if Game of Thrones had been dropped 10 episodes at a time, it would have never been as popular as I th- it was. I think you're but-
0: absolutely 100% correct.
1: But the simple fact that it took up 20 percent of everyone's year where people were like, oh, my God, did you see last night's episode? Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen next week? I'm going to watch this YouTube. I, I kind of laugh when I think about how much entertainment I got out of that one hour a week yeah. based on YouTube theory videos and podcasts and and, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff that you would read articles that would just spawn. From it those gave one people hour time episodes. to
0: discuss and digest, have some water cooler arguments about. And and that's you know, at the end of the day, I mean, that's kind of what entertainment's supposed to do.
1: Yeah, and I think that it makes you it it brings back the importance of the individual episode as opposed to telling, well, here's this this 6-hour story, so let's chop it up into six parts and uh and and jam it out there and have an exciting thing happen at the end of every episode, so you are, you want to see where it where it concluded. And I think that's good to get rid of that because you know, like I have favorite episodes of Game of Thrones or Sopranos, but it's a little harder with shows like Daredevil to have a favorite episode. I think of favorite things that happened, or like same with like Stranger Things, or you know, you have like things like oh, wasn't this character awesome or wasn't this part cool? But you know, go like oh, remember. Fourth of July, like with, wait, wait, was that an episode title? I don't know. I don't know what the titles are, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Um, and I think that's good that they're bringing that back, cause, especially because then it doesn't seem so daunting of, oh, a new show came out. I need to binge it over the weekend so I can read all the articles and listen to all the podcasts. You can almost just kind of follow along. And, and it kind of brings back that water cooler talk. I, I, that my favorite shows were that exact, exactly where, you know, it started off with everybody talking about, "Did you see The Simpsons last night?" and morphed into, "Did everybody see Seinfeld last night?" And you know, ever since then, it's that's one of the things I like about watching, um, you know, good TV that other people do is that water cooler talk and that that breaking down of what people thought or what their favorite part was, and you know, what your favorite line or things like that. And I don't think you get that when people are marathoning shows six months apart.
0: Oh, and let's just say this: I, I think I mean. You're preaching to the saved, Sam. And like, for example, <laughs> um, you know, with in the, in the in the in the realm of being an artist and creating these uh, self-contained episodes that that span, like, for example, the finale is called "A New Napkin." And I can tell you straight away, like, you were asking me about episode titles, and like, do I remember them? Well, one one in particular. Is the Punisher one batch, two batch? Like that's in my head. Like I know that episode, and it's nice to to be able to know an episode's title and and to have like that kind of like we thought this through. Like mm-hmm. w- it won't make any sense to you until the very end.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that's I think that makes the individual you know it makes the individual episodes more powerful. I mean, I no matter what you think about the last season of game of thrones if i tell you excuse me if i, if I tell you um a night of the seven kingdoms you're gonna know it's the episode brianne got knighted and you're gonna be like oh that was one of the best best things about the last season and it's like you don't have that with these it's, it's really just these 13 hour shotgun <laughs> episodes,
0: yeah i mean to be um, honest with you this is the first i'm trying. hearing about about the weekly drops and i'm yeah, that actually uh, excites me
1: and really it makes – and I think it makes it so that less people will do that thing of, well, I'm just going to subscribe for a month, catch up on my shows, catch up on my stories, and, and, then, and then get rid of it. I think that – I actually kind of posed this question on uh, the TV talk machine recently and said, I wonder if Disney doesn't look at this and go, hey, the future is not – these blockbuster movies the future is getting people to subscribe to your service and stay sending you that cold hard cash every month and what's the best way to do it we put little six episode mo- or shows up here that people will watch and it just builds our already massive library it keeps us in the conversation like i, I think that they said in 2021 marvel's gonna have something out like every week or every other week of the year and it's just like how how best to stay in the conversation than to be constantly dropping content like that. And there's ones like like Loki or What If that if you miss it probably won't kill you. You know you can probably miss those and not and not you know be distraught over what's going to happen next. But uh, yeah, no, I think that I think that, that that weekly drop it makes it you know makes it more interesting. Like you know that you know it's coming out. You, you know what day it comes out. It's as opposed to now. Like I we were talking about I think off. Key, off air. I think we were talking about The Irishman. I'm not even sure what day that comes out, and I know it's coming out on Netflix.
0: Right. I and and well, interestingly enough, The Irishman. I actually want to see in the theater because of who's in it and who directed it, and I want to see it in that format. Um,
1: Yeah, I I agree. I was that's one of the reasons I was thinking about it is because I wanted to look up and see when it came out, because I would like to make a priority of seeing it in the theater. It it really does. You know, Scorsese, those that cast. It's like how many
0: films does he have left?
1: Yeah, I mean, it it just seems like one where it's time to put the movie into airplane mode. I mean, the movie, the the phone into airplane mode, throw it in your pocket and get in the the comfy recliner seat and sit back and watch the whole thing. and Don't get distracted.
0: Look, I, I look. Entertainment is a business. Always has been, but this this idea, especially in the business that I'm in, this with having annual, you know, accrued revenue, is key. And to be able to bring people in and keep them feeding you, their ten dollars, twenty dollars a month, whatever it might be. I mean, you know, as long as you keep them full, they'll keep paying, and they'll pay every month without thinking. I have uh, CBS All Access. I can't even cancel the thing. Have I watched it? Nope. (laughs) Hey, and you know what I was just thinking about? How much
1: do you want to bet that by twenty twenty one they'll be like the, the and the Disney slash Marvel will will have something like, Hey, wanna watch the entire season of WandaVision in one sitting? We've got a theater that'll show it to you for fifty bucks and it's a marathon thing and you can watch it all at once. And they'll get people that already subscribed to their service coming in to go to the theater too and be doubling up on the on that kind of stuff.
0: How interesting <laughs> so, is that? But we're yeah, literally, I, I do we're literally think... getting you to pay twice. Yeah, I literally do
1: think that that's what they're thinking, though, is that they go, even though we're going to start this off at an absurdly cheap, like, what is it, like six ninety nine a month or something, um, I think that they're looking at it and going like, you know, if we, can get, if we can eventually get people to commit to giving us $10 a month, isn't that better than getting them to see five movies a year? And I think that's kind of where some of these entertainment companies are heading, is they know, especially people 's TV setups and and sound systems are better than they've ever been, so you know there's things that aren't as important of seeing in the theater as they used to be
0: look for for a year and a half, I was installing home theater systems, badass ones, and quite honestly, it really rivaled the bullshit I have to deal with with going to the theater now, in Petaluma, we have a little bit of a nicer one where I am actually buying I know where I'm going to sit before I get there. And that's a nicety
1: that i become a snob about that to where uh, sometimes if I look and I see there's not enough seats, I'm like, Oh, not going to that showing <laughs> or, exactly. know, and, 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 you know, picking one where it's like, Ooh, look at, here's one where I can get a space between me and the, the other person in the middle. Like, great. I, 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 I've totally, uh, yeah, especially, uh, you know, just regular seats. Like nope, nah, I want the, I want the recliner uh, we, and I live in kind of the more, on the border of the north and east bay over here in benicia so uh, we have uh, a lot of options when it comes to that and so all the theaters have really stepped their game up when it comes you know comes to the picking your
0: seats and everything and i i just bought five seats for joker on friday so come friday uh i will become a uh knife wielding toxic white male um so just to let you all know that's what's going to (laughs) happen Um, do the
1: do the seats come with like Gallagher esque plastic that you lift up? Except it's Kevlar. That's right.
0: That's right. <laughs> um, because apparently all hell's going to break loose because somebody decided that that you know having a interesting character that may be a bad guy that it will all turn into bad guys. Whatever the case may be, you know keep keep your comments at the door or fire them at me. I really don't care. Um, but uh. That was exciting for me to be able to kind of own my viewing experience, and that's a nice thing.
1: You know, it's interesting that nobody had a problem with the Joker being in the Suicide Squad, but now that he's the head of the movie, people are really worried about it. I don't know. It seems, it it definitely seems like people saying Eminem is causing. Uh, you know, the, the, the like degradation of our youth or something back in the day. <laughs> it yeah, just, It, I, 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 I it seems wanna... like the next thing that we want to blame stuff on. And, and not like, I really am kind of knocking on wood and saying like, I really hope nothing bad happens. And I, I feel like I agree, you know, we're, I feel like, Comic books and comic book movies are kind of a community for the most part that, you know, most even if you even if you're a quote unquote hater because you don't like a certain thing, you know, everybody kind of comes at this from with a place of love and, you know, that we like these stories and everything. So I, I really don't anticipate there being any issues with protests or uh, web, you know, whatever. But like I, just, I really hope there isn't just because, you know, if, if something could happen just because of what you know, you know, what the climate is yeah. in America. So, it doesn't necessarily have to be the stupid movie, but I just hope nothing happens in a movie yeah. theater that way.
0: Sam, <laughs> you just used a word that I have not heard used very often and while we're talking about all these things, I hear it in a certain way, but not the way you said it. But you actually use the word a place of love. Mm-hmm. You know, we we tend to say, I I love this, I love that but like you know, the idea of like just Loving your neighbor and love the people around you. That's it's like that's like a lost art, and especially in this where we're all pulling for, rooting for our our sides, our tribes. It's like, but we're all here because we kind of want to see this. So let's just kind of like love that experience, and and like be good to each other for once. Not try to kill each other off of you know whatever it might be but i think we all know where where i'm going with this but you know that's it's kind of unique that you even said that
1: well, I just I think that that's one of the things that I've I, I'm not a big midnight movie fan. I, I, the last time I went to one it actually at midnight, I remember I was so tired of work the next day. And I was like, never again. Yeah, I'll But that's that. why that's why I'm so happy. They have the oh midnight on the East Coast rule or whatever, where they start showing stuff over here at, at, you know, nine, 10 o'clock. And I can go to those. And some of those have been some of the most fun showings I've been to. Like I remember like Infinity War and Game. Um, You know, the first first Star Wars kind of reboot, Episode 7, they were all really fun to go to in the theater that night because everyone was just generally excited. Every other person had some kind of T-shirt on. You know, everyone knew what you were seeing based on what you were wearing to the theater anyways. And it was just kind of a fun— uh, <clears throat> it was just kind of a fun experience that where you're like, wow, everybody's on the same team here. Like nobody's gonna make fun of you for your for your nerd shirt or anything like mm-hmm. that. And and so you know, I I sometimes forget about the stuff that happened back in what was it. Two thousand nine. It was ten years ago. Aurora or something along those lines. Yeah, Uh, because you know I I think of those as such a kind of a joyous thing and place to be when where everyone everyone there. There's nobody there that just wandered into the theater that night. There, those are all people that bought their tickets a week ago, have been excited to see that movie for two months, two years, maybe even if they follow everything and. Um, you know, it's just kind of a fun atmosphere. Like I remember at Endgame, how many times I either clapped or yelled out where I was not the only one. And I felt like, Oh, that was fun. You know, and I yeah. usually am very anti yelling or clapping at movies, but this was one where I was just like, yeah, we're, we're all, we've all been waiting for this for 10 years. Like, you know, there's been some stuff in here that it just like, Oh, melt my heart, you know? <laughs> and, and,
0: and this is two different, two different ideas right now. One is, uh, I don't believe everything has to interconnect i don't I don't think a franchise like where everything has to go step by step and we're waiting for the next phase you know i'm i'm as a as a former filmmaker i'm I'm very invested in if you can do a one off great story fantastic you know and that's really what I look at with these Daredevil seasons is I look at it as one big hole I try to at least um and then, you know, the the, inter, the interconnectedness is great for on a business model, but having stuff like, for example, the Joker, you know, and I know this is not Daredevil, guys, I know that. But like, it seems well, we'll like... Steer, we'll steer it back eventually, we'll steer we it, We'll get there, we'll get there. Um, I would love to see... I, I mean, I'm excited to see something that that's just a one-off, um, and 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 it's that that is self-contained and something that you can rewatch and be like, ah, oh, that's that's a really good movie, and it and it doesn't have to have seeds for anything else. Just leave it alone. Yeah, and I
1: think that's where these big companies miss the mark. Is that we were kind of talking about this before, is that you can make references to the bigger world without it having to be a scene of a movie. It literally can be just these throwaway lines of, you know, kind of the ones I was pitching for, you know, just the, the defenders people is just, you throw away something like Stark tech or hammer tech. And it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to mean that the new Iron Man movie does anything differently or, you know, and it's same with, same with like the DC movies. Like I think that you can mention, you know, a guy jumping around on rooftops at night and it doesn't, doesn't move anything in the in the universe but it does show that oh yeah yeah, we are aware that there's a batman and we are aware that there's a superman and we are aware that there's these other things in this universe But they don't really affect this and i think that that's where some of these people get lost they get so excited on the world building that they sacrifice the plot for that and i think that's where it seems like this joker is is not doing that they're like hey this is just a movie that we wanted to tell about a joker guy and you know we'll go from there i mean i think it looks somewhat influenced by the uh the i forget which uh comic it is where it kind of has a semi joker um origin story and i don't know i think it look i think it looks good um i'm not like as I, i'm more I'm more Team Marvel than Team DC, but I don't hate it or anything. I'm just yep. not as excited to see it like opening night or anything. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I will definitely go see it the first week it's out, I'm sure.
0: So, Sam, so, I mean, we looked at the whole, you know, these, these self-contained things and, and entertainments. And here we are back at Daredevil. And we look at the born-again, you know, basically mirroring of this season. Did it pay off?
1: I thought it was pretty good, although I don't remember how the Born Again comic really res- resolves itself to-, to Fisk knowing Matt's true identity. I don't remember if he stages some kind of thing to trick
0: him, or do you remember how? It, it starts off fairly early, and that's why he has to go into hiding. So a lot of things have changed. I'm okay with the changes. I'll yeah, I mean, you.
1: rather than blowing up his apartment, exactly. the FBI, FBI raided it and it's under surveillance. I yeah. mean, like that's that's a good update I mean, in the comic books. It looks good to blow it up, you know, but
0: Karen's <laughs> it, not it a makes, drug addict.
1: Yeah, I like the way that they updated her making just kind of a mistake and that he already kind of knew he'd had a file on him. But her her trying to get him to make a mistake and she, you know, kind of got cross punched and didn't and didn't see it coming.
0: I, there is one particular thing that I wish was there, which isn't there, which is, I thought there was a missed opportunity when Matt was talking, uh, with Maggie and basically Maggie's going to become the, the guiding force or the, the, the sounding board to Daredevil
1: the, the, the new Father Lantham
0: yeah. role, basically. And he could have easily said, and I, uh, unfortunately, he doesn't know, and he could have said, it's nice it's nice to have you in my corner, Mom. And I thought that could have been fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, just, I mean, on the idea of, of what I just said, which was basically the boxing reference and also acknowledging that he knows that maggie is his mom because at this point he still doesn't know karen does but he doesn't oh wait he
1: wait no he knows wait does he yeah no remember he, he figures it out when she's praying and the, the last time he he talks to father lantham is confronting him about it oh crap you're right yeah so like i had let's see i had some notes on this see
0: that's a double miss
1: Well, and, you know, you kind of notice that it seemed like he was letting both his mom and God back into his life at the yeah. end there. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing. <laughs> so the, I love the little nitpicks I have. So Daredevil makes a, a, a comment. He goes, geez, looks like half of Hell's Kitchen's here. And that church is maybe a third full. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, OK, so the cops are there. The press is there. Why is this church not full? And part of it was that I had I've been to a deacon's funeral before and I've never seen more. And now he was very well loved in our town, but I've never seen more people at a funeral. So uh, a a priest gets murdered in his church, defending his flock. um, That that church is going to be full. Sam, (laughs) I think
0: your eyesight shaming just a little bit. (laughs) Eyesight. Well, Daredevil can't see who's in there.
1: He knows exactly how many butts are in seats. That's true. Well,
0: he's got to play it off. He's got to play yeah. it off.
1: Yeah, but I mean, oh, maybe maybe that was part of it. He's mm-hmm. like, wow, it's never, never seen a fuller church. They're like, oh, yeah. Oh, everyone, I'll be
0: will be a daredevil apologist all day long until everyone I everyone shuffle their feet a little bit. He thinks it's full. That's right. <laughs> Make it sound louder. <laughs> there was rain outside. He couldn't tell.
1: Um, and, and then, like, the other thing that, like, threw me off is that I feel like the Foggy Nelson Deli does not look like a deli. Like, it really just looks like a room with, like, some shelves on it.
0: Yeah, it's, <laughs> and, it's very like, much bodega-esque.
1: But I have to give it credit. They've got the real deal Nina Tomatoes on the shelves back there that is, like, that that's the good shit. If you can get your hands on those toma those canned tomatoes. Okay. <laughs> so there's somebody back there that knows what they're doing. It just, it really does look like a, this is the family business that they're like, why didn't you want to work here? Foggy It's like, well, cause it's a couple of shelves and a kitchen table over there. Like, I don't even know where we make the sandwiches, ma. Like, yeah. <laughs> I,
0: I really, I thought it was, I, I want to give it like a B and the only thing stopping it, is I think, I, I don't agree necessarily with the bullseye ending, mm-hmm. because why can't we just have bullseye? Like, you know, maybe episode eight or nine, like the real deal bullseye. And maybe Melvin hooks Matt up with a, a whole new suit. I don't know. These are, these are, these are extreme nitpicks.
1: Yeah, no, I I, th- I I see what you mean because I could have used an updated Daredevil suit by the end of this. Like as much as I like the bla- like could you imagine if you merged the black suit with the Daredevil suit and you had like a black one. Sure. Um that would be pretty cool. Um Yeah, and and I I just – I think that they played it like they were getting a fourth season and they were genuinely shocked they didn't. I thought they did a pretty good job this year and they they expected to get at least a fourth season to wrap everything up. So the fact that Disney kind of pulled the plug on it, I think – genuinely was a shock because I think they were expecting to have a fourth season with bullseye and have him be the main bad guy. And I think if they'd have known that this was going to be the finale, I think they would have sped everything up. It did. It did kind of reek to me of a season where they were holding some stuff back for the next season. And I think they'd have been better off throwing the kitchen sink at it. Yeah, Yeah. And it would have, it would have made for a better finale.
0: Well, and I think, you know, especially after season one, I think they did that. I think they put, their nuts on the on the line and mm-hmm. did that and then something got comfortable and again i hate to beat this one down it got ninja fied which is okay on one level but again we all know what season 2 was um it ultimately for me season 2 was the frank story and that's that's what i was excited about um mm-hmm. and and that spun out to punisher which is great And this really redeemed the losses of even really Defenders. I wasn't super, super into, but it gave me, you know, it led in Defenders led into this. So I'm okay with that. Um, So, you know, you know, if, if season one's an A, season two is a C, this is definitely a solid B.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair because I think there was good, I thought they got back to, you know, having a little bit more good daredevil fisticuffs yes you know he did he did have some good fights against dex that that final fight was pretty good and in the prison
0: were, And the prison prison fight scene yeah, was dope that as was, hell
1: that was good yeah that was great you know that I, I thought that was even better than when they tried to redo the hallway scene in season two i thought that was a better yeah. version of that yeah. and it you know it really did show like the chaos of like a bunch of jail being like overthrown like how much madness that would be yeah um the one thing i will one of my nitpicks for the that final like showdown with everybody is that they did get a little too throw you through stuff cliche oh Uh, very much yeah like which I like it I think it's a powerful thing to show like just how much you're getting your ass kicked if you get thrown through something but like somebody gets thrown through that kitchen table at one point where I'm like that thing is sturdy and it made it look like cardboard that broke away
0: a little too well for for hardened oak
1: yeah, like I liked I like Fisk punching the brick and just it cracking a little bit. Like and, I kind of and he reacting like to
0: it because I just punched a brick wall. Yeah,
1: like it hurt him, you know. Yes. So I thought that was I thought that was good use of it. And but I, I did think that there was like I think the the kitchen table was the one too many where I was like, "Okay, that, I could tell that's a pretty fake table there." <laughs> but but no, I, I think they did good. Well, Oh, you know, we we skimmed since we kind of skimmed over yes. the the, the details, of the episode, I have to go back to two of my Matt using his powers in an interesting way. Okay. Uh, alert, uh, the first being when he's acting like a blind guy outside of Mrs. Mahoney's house. And he's really just scanning the neighborhood to see if anybody's looking at them right now. Yes. And that was great. And then the escape when Nadim, when they send the snipers after Nadim and they're surrounded in the van and he's telling them to shoot blindly at these points in the van to to, to kill the, the uh, assassins. I thought that was awesome. And that whole that whole escape sequence where they're getting out of the traffic jam and he's switching from blind guy asking for help to kicking everybody's ass. That and was cool. That, yeah, yeah, that, that, that was that a was really great.
0: interesting way of having him flip without a suit.
1: Yeah, and I think that's good where you, you have him still using Matt Murdock as a disguise to not show who he really is type of thing. And uh, although I didn't get the joke at the end when they get up to they go, he, he goes, there's a car up front and they get to it and they go, oh, shit, it's a cab. Like, why did that matter? And then Nadim going, go, I think I should drive. And I kind of went, wait, was that a race joke or was that a was that a blind joke? I'm not sure which one that was.
0: <laughs> yeah, I. I can only assume because it, it sticks out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, yeah, they probably wanted something a
1: little more inconspicuous. Yeah. I guess. That,
0: that's it's the only thing I could think of, but, but it, but it was good. It, I mean, quite honestly, the action in, in season three was never, fe- never felt ex- except for the finale. It never felt completely over the top and like crazy. Like mm-hmm. almost to the point of dumb.
1: Well, and sometimes just the tracking doesn't make sense. Like there's a point where he uh <laughs> he yells at Vanessa to to go down the stairs and get out of there. And then it shows them fighting for like two minutes, and then it turns around and Vanessa's like up a step.
0: Yeah, yeah and, yeah, like,
1: yeah. and there was a point where I thought that they could have let Daredevil and Dex fight it out and gotten away, and they both stayed, and I was kinda like, Why does Fisk stay? And why is she not going? And the the other thing is, like, I don't I don't get why it seemed like it seemed like Fisk wanted Daredevil to kill him at the end. Yes. it's Like, do it, do it. And I was like, why does he want to die here? I don't know what the what
0: the motivation
1: is. Is it because he failed Vanessa or I, I don't know what that
0: was. Somebody got too excited about blood on the canvas.
1: Yeah, the, the, I I didn't have it in my notes. <laughs> bye, bye, rabbit in a
0: snowstorm. Yeah, and, and they, wanted, <laughs> they wanted that bookend, and I was like, I, I see what you did there, but but Wilson's not going to ask for death. That's the last thing he wants.
1: Oh, you bloodied their relationship. I see what you did. Yeah,
0: I <laughs> like little things in that scene, in, in that whole that whole sequence where he's putting his jacket over her. I mean, stop. You're not going to think that way. Yeah,
1: no, it was you know, it was weird. Although I did love the final shot of Matt like crouched on the, the corner of the roof and like listening. To, although it did seem a little bit like Spider-Man-y at the same time.
0: Yeah, I, I, I got the Batman vibe hard and I was like thinking to myself, you guys filmed this and you guys got really excited about it and then you started like, how can we build to that?
1: Well, and plus it's like, there's so much imagery of him hanging on like crosses and stuff too. You could have had him <clears throat> listening from the, you, you could add him listening from the church, you know, he can listen to what's going on from a million miles away. And so he doesn't need to be like right there. Every, all the, all the principal players are down. Dex's back is broken. Fisk is arrested, surrounded by police. They're letting you, they're letting you walk out the door. Mahoney he you know,
0: just vouched for you. And, and one thing I've always said, and, and this is repetitive but the one thing I do love about this show is that it does show consequences to uh, physical altercation. It, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, that getting at least even two to three punches in the face has a consequence. And there, there, there's, a, there's, a, there's a believability to the violence mm-hmm. that I don't get out of a lot of other uh, marvels, to be honest with you. The TV yeah. shows, yes, but um, in, the, in the cinematic world, not as much. Yeah, and, no, I know. I know what you mean. And, 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 and it sounds like we're kind of poo-pooing the end, and in a sense we are, but on the grand scheme, it all works. I just, quite honestly, I'm not exactly sure what I was looking for.
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought the ending worked well. That you're making this deal with the devil type of thing. That you'll let you'll let finally let Fisk see your face. You'll let him know who you are, but you won't go after his wife. And I mean, while I'm like, why would Fisk? Why would Fisk even like entertain this deal? I think the first thing he would do would go downstairs, strangle that camera lady. He'd get he'd get uh, a, a, what's his face eli manning or whatever yeah. uh, <laughs> something something manning felix okay. manning yeah felix manning would get uh would get you know would wake up dead the next day in his jail cell and then he would you know burn all those tapes and bye-bye anything that that daredevil could use as evidence to get Vanessa. and all of a sudden it's open season on him and foggy and everybody like that's the way i think that fisk would think and so that's the only reason it just it didn't feel like the most satisfying conclusion because it just didn't you just were kind of like what yeah you know do you really trust this guy to keep any sort of word i i I don't think he's honorable he murders people you know he literally kills the messenger he does things like that so that's the one of the reasons i think it's a little underwhelming and then, you know you kind of got it teased that this guy's gonna be bullseye. This guy's gonna be bullseye, but he just wore the daredevil suit the whole time, and you know that that kind of got old by the end. It would have, even if it was just for the final fight, it would have been neat if he like took his old baseball cap and ripped yes. it up, you know, turned it into a mask or I don't know. It, it would have been neat if he did something just to be like, I'm I'm not him. I'm I'm done being him. I'm being my own my own person, and he you know then then you get a taste. That of would it be least. great
0: character character e. You know, evolution. Well, I think that's where
1: they miss. I miss. I think they miss some of the character development. Like, I've talked about how it would have been nice to see the deeper world of this like show Vanessa in Spain show Mahoney talking to his mom like how great would it be if when they go hide out at Mahoney's mom's house uh, at the beginning of the first episode if uh, she was smoking one of those cigars that Foggy got her in like the very first episode you know just just little stupid shit like that and it makes it it just makes everything a little deeper it shows you why Mahoney's annoyed by Foggy that he sneaks his mom cigars maybe we find out how they actually know each other (laughs) just little things like that that I think you know would have been better than you know what you know we could have had one less scene of Vanessa complaining that she was lonely and not really explaining what she wanted Wilson to do about it.
0: Well and then part of me like as much as I've downplayed this these tie-ins, it like it starts to spark my imagination in that what if they decided that there's gonna be a prison scene with uh, Michael Keaton and Vincent D'Onofrio, uh, and kind of discussing the idea of a Sinister Six. You know that kind oh. of that kind of that kind of like you know prison talk. That that would be very interesting to me. I, I don't know if I want that, and I don't know, you know, how much I can handle a Spider-Man, especially as it is existing now. And Daredevil I, I don't know where those th- those two things could mix
1: well and that, that's that's interesting that, that's one of the reasons I did my whole little schedule here is I was wondering when could we see some of these characters start to pop up because you know you know my theory that I think they'll be integrating some of these characters into into movies as they come out and I was thinking where where could we see I figured Fisk or Daredevil would probably be the the two characters that we would see from this universe first somewhere. I mean, I doubt that we're going to get an iron fist, you know, in the Shang Chi movie or something like that. Yeah. So I was thinking that as like, Spider-Man could be it but I don't know that, like you said I think I think the reports of them winding down him being in the universe are probably true I think that they probably don't feel like having to go through this headache of negotiating with Sony every couple of years I think they'd almost just rather let Sony run it in the ground again make it worthless and then be like oh see you're not not as good at making movies as you thought now we want to buy it and we're going to give you half of what you would have gotten for it if you just played ball with us so I think that that's eventually where that's heading so I do think that I don't think the next spider-man movie is going to have a crazy cliffhanger that affects the entire mcu the way this did so i i think that maybe they're winding that down so i don't see him showing up in there although that was what i was wondering is they've really been teasing who bought avengers tower and only the spider-man movies and so i was thinking the candidates are uh what's his face uh green goblin um
0: Oh, Norman Osborn.
1: Norman Osborn. But it could be Wilson Fisk that bought it. So interesting. I thought that that was an interesting way that you could move him in. And then looking at the, the other kind of movies and TV shows, like, I don't know that you would want to introduce Daredevil in a, a Blade movie. Um, probably not going to introduce him in a Captain Marvel or Guardians of the Galaxy or even Black Panther. But he could be opposing counsel in a She-Hulk TV show.
0: Interesting. I hadn't thought about, I haven't really thought about She-Hulk in probably 20 years. Or I,
1: maybe even you have Foggy Nelson be the opposing counsel. I mean, I think I, I think that that's maybe the sweet spot for where you could backdoor introduce one of these characters back into the MCU. But I don't know, maybe, maybe not, because it, it is it is shortened series and you probably don't want to take too much focus off of the main character, especially when it's something like she Hulk, you're probably going to have, uh, Mark Ruffalo show up in it, at least for an episode. And you know, how much, how much are you going to jam into, you know, six episodes?
0: Well, and ultimately this becomes bit parts and most these, most of these actors, they, they want something stable and something that they can, you know, get residuals off of, you know, mm-hmm. If we put uh, D'Onofrio in, uh, that would be interesting, but how long do you keep him in?
1: yeah that's true i mean because i I think that the next time you introduce a kingpin i don't think it's going to be a one-off character i think that if you're going to have him in your mcu you're going to want him pulling some strings and being a big bad guy or at least part of a group of big bad guys for a little while he's he's not the kind of guy he's not like a one and done movie character um especially how interesting they made him in this series of how good he was at manipulating people and and having his web of uh of influence, I, mean, I I thought that that was one of the best parts of Into the Spider Verse is when Peter Parker is dying and he goes, "Wear a mask, always wear a mask. You can't trust anybody." He's got everyone in his pocket.
0: Mm-hmm. I, you I know, and, the- and he's the he's probably with the more interesting of uh, the villains that of the MCU where they could actually use him in 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 a, in a more expanded role. Unfortunately, I don't see the same thing for Daredevil. <sighs>
1: Yeah, I wonder if Daredevil, you know, I don't know, you know, does he is he just a, is he just going to be kind of a side guy that maybe pops into shows every once in a while and you don't really know much
0: about him. And maybe that's Dude. why I l- always loved him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I never it's funny, I never really read him a lot except for what I've read from the shows. So, I you know, I did always like when he popped up and you know, I I I, I do appreciate these shows for seeing you know just kind of that that blind superhero stuff I and mean, it's the same the very same reason i couldn't get my dad to watch more than 15 minutes of it i was enamored by where to to seeing this blind guy that yeah he cannot see things but he can tell by the angle that your arm is shaking which way you're pointing the gun mm-hmm. and he can tell he can tell by the beat of your heart when you're about to pull the trigger and that's how he gets out of the way of it it's not that he can see it it's that he can sense it like a like a hummingbird almost or something but it's kind of one of those things where if you're not buying in you're not buying Right. so I, could, I couldn't get him to buy in <laughs> so I will always appreciate this show for I think doing a much better job of this than say like the Daredevil movie did trying to showcase him as a character but I, I don't know I, I think that I think that he was already enough of a priority of a character that they gave him a show on Netflix and tried this. tried this, and, and I think overall it was a success. I think that probably more people like Daredevil now than maybe did before this TV show came out. So I think they're going to give it, I think much like the X-Men and the Fantastic Four, they're going to do their best to rest it as long as they can to kind of get it, get everyone's palates cleansed a little bit. But I do think that they are... On the, you know, on the horizon of, of coming back. I mean, I, I don't think they're going to rush Jessica Jones back anytime soon, but oh. if, if the, the second uh, Shang-Chi director wants to use Iron Fist in it, well, I bet you Iron Fist will be in that movie.
0: Yeah. Well, I can tell you that just recently I was at a, at a costume, you know, we're getting ready for Halloween, and looking at the wide assortment of costumes, uh, Daredevil was not one of them. Mm. And that well, tells I, I, me that, that I think the movies volumes.
1: definitely are. Yeah, I think the movies definitely carry a lot more weight yeah. when it comes to the the public consciousness than the TV shows. But I, I wonder how much that's going to change once, because I mean, I, I've heard that these Disney Plus shows are are costing like a hundred and fifty million dollars. So that's 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 movie budget territory. That's Game of Thrones budget territory. That's not playing around money at all. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not. Uh, the gifted. Let's show Blink user powers off screen. Bullshit. You know. <laughs> yeah.
0: And how excited? Like again, total tangent. I would really like to see that new mutants.
1: Yeah, I wonder what's going to happen with that because I, 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 Sam Guthrie was always one of my favorite X Men. Like I remember when he got promoted to being from being on like X Factor to being an actual X Man and Which a guy named he, Sunspot. No, he was a cannonball. Nice. And so just a guy named Sam. I always thought that was cool. You know, that was kind of one of my favorite guys, uh, you know, in the 90s. And then he was kind of like the young guy that was just trying to figure out if he even belonged on the team. So it was kind of like, oh, man, I'm excited. Like I thought that uh, uh, casting Maisie Williams as uh, Wolfsbane was brilliant. I was like, oh, my God, I didn't know. But that's that's who she should be. Yeah. And so I was really excited about this movie. And then it just it just kind of went nowhere. Like the the man the the end for me being a huge X Men fan, the end of the Fox Men uh, saga has really like it, Deadpool and Logan were nice, but the the last two were really just thuds. And I don't even know if this last one's going to come out because I feel like they're they're almost just. Gonna, I, I've heard rumors that they're just going to take out any references to X Men or mutants or anything, and just have this be this general horror movie with. Danny and Sam and so and so in a lab. Like, yeah, I, I, I was wouldn't...
0: excited. the 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 actress that's playing magic I thought was like wow that looks awesome. I, oh, yeah, another really another actress
1: that I thought was a nail. Like I thought they nailed the cast. Maybe all four, except for Roberto DeCosta because they really kind of white they, they they really lightened him up for the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, everybody else, I thought I was like wow. I didn't realize what a what a good casting it was. And, uh, yeah, I I don't know if it's ever going to come out. If it does, I wouldn't be surprised if it's called something else and they try and shelve it somewhere and sneak it out or something. But I I, I do think that Disney makes so much money, and I've, I think they've seen a lot of these Fox things fail yeah. this year. Yeah. I think that that's where they've had a lot of losses is that I think there's part of them that looks at it and goes, at what point – is it not worth the like 30 or 40 million we'd make off this to damage our brand any further? Like, why don't we just like, heck we could keep these actors in these roles and bring them back for a better movie rather than burn them in this and have them never want to do this again type of thing. So I don't know. I think that's, that'll be interesting to see if that ever happens, but I'm bummed because I really, I really like the ambition of where Fox was headed, where they were going to, after Deadpool two, they were going to do an X factor or an X force movie with cable and Domino and some of these people people and I, they were doing that new mutants and i thought they were going to tie a lot of it in all together and then it just gotta yeah, go really went in the shit house there i don't, I don't yeah. know what happened i i don't know if they just saw that that saw the uh you know dark phoenix and everybody just got depressed and we're like oh, what are we going to do about this like i don't know or maybe part of me thinks that dark phoenix got ruined by the merger a little bit and that they had to go back and make changes to it to make it a little less like captain marvel and then it ended up kind of ruining the flow of that movie which it's still just ruined because they had to change the aliens in it and everything it just it was not it's a shame too because i i thought some of the casting for those for like cyclops and gene gray and everybody was great but it just they never got to be in like a really good x-men movie
0: they think too much about the franchise and not about the story and that's ultimately <laughs> that's
1: why that's why like i would really slow burn bringing the x-men into this universe yes I, I i thought what i would do is i would indiv- i would kind of introduce mutants throughout certain movies so like that's when you brought up magic before they announced that uh before they announced that uh scarlet witch was going to be in doctor strange i was thinking hmm wouldn't it be interesting if he found a magic little russian girl that was trapped in a demon universe and brought her back and brought her back to her family and they're like oh she fell in that portal when she was like seven and now she's like 13 you know type of thing like wouldn't that i like i wonder i wonder like that's one of the things i look at when i look at these future movies is where can i throw a mutant in there and that was one of the ones I, I think that black panther has two different opportunities you could have storm or namor in a future movie there mm-hmm. uh, but yeah other than that i mean i i think it would be really cool if guardians of the galaxy got to have like the star jammers or the Shi'ar in it or something. Um, Captain Marvel could do the same thing introduce, like, I think it's kind of neat that now that they have both the Fantastic Four and the X-Men back, they really have their whole crazy race of alien universes at their disposal, and it doesn't necessarily just need to be the X-Men only have this or the Fantastic Four only have that they have, they can really, it doesn't just have to be Cree people anymore
0: you know <laughs> as long as they can find uh, the the stories are there all they have to do is 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 put it all together correctly um, you know the a majority of the job has been done. The uh, storyboards and the script are all very much there it's just a matter of saying to yourself, "Is this big, or is it a one off that builds into something by the way, did you see that
1: my Well, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but I remember last episode I complained about the World War II survivor that looked like she was 50. Correct. Did you see that the rumor going around, and I've only seen this on, I think I heard this on Fat Man Beyond, but I had had this same idea. I just wish I had expressed it via podcast forum first, um, that they are looking into updating magneto and professor x as african-american people i have i
0: have gotten i've heard whims of it
1: and now i i I threw that idea out there about a month ago on a facebook group of mine and my idea was to have jeffrey wright as professor x because i was just thinking of like powerful bald actors that could pull off being like a student or like a teacher type of thing and i was like oh my god jeffrey wright would be perfect as professor x and i I never came up with an idea for magneto but i thought it was an interesting way of updating their story to like the civil rights movement as opposed to being these world war ii survivors Mm, and just
0: moving the timeline slightly yeah
1: and moving the timeline up a little bit they could still be older but they could still be their current you know they could still be their current actors for 10 or 20 years however long they want to make these movies and i i thought it was an interesting idea and then i found out I, somehow it got willed into existence and it might actually happen. I thought it was an interesting idea.
0: Well, actually, I think they're they're having uh, Ari Shafir as Magneto. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: can do angry, that's for sure. That's right. <laughs> oh, man, I could just see him here. He'd be, he'd be good at the ranting part, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, could be good. You <laughs> wouldn't need to read his, read his mind. He'll tell you what he's thinking. That's right,
0: straight away. Straight yeah, away, he
1: doesn't, he doesn't even need the helmet. Go ahead, tell him. Tell him what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah. <laughs> sober October all all over again. I think
1: I'm joining up Sober October this year. I think that I'm. I think that I'm going to try and do it.
0: As a as a person that is involved in a bar. Yeah. Oh, I, I
1: rarely I rarely drink when I'm there. All right. It's not very relaxing because you're constant. Like as soon as they get busy, you're like, "Ah, oh, should I go? Should I go help do some dishes or something? Should I bust that table?"
0: Yeah. <laughs> you're a good, you're a good man. That's why. <laughs> Sober October is with us, almost getting close. So Sam, I want to thank you for joining me on this last really pretty heavy leg of this thing called Daredevil, and folks. If you are lasted this long, it's over. I I don't, I can't remember what date the whole thing started. It was sometime in September and, you know, it took a year. I mean, what do you want? But here we are at the end. It's over. The whole thing.
1: Let's see. Before, let's see. I'm trying, I was just going through my notes to see if I had any any bring out your dead comments here. Right. Yeah. And the one the one I got to give uh, Daredevil credit to, it's one of the few netflix or whatever shows that i do not skip the intro for i love the set i love the music for it of course I, you when do I, when i listen to this podcast i listen to the music for it and it's i feel like that's a very rare thing i was trying to think of modern tv shows that i enjoy the uh and they the didn't intro. change it no it was the same all three years i'd say the only one that i could think of modern day is i like brooklyn Nine Nine does a good one too that's but true. i feel like okay. that's i feel yeah. like it's rare i don't like you know, I'll skip the Friends intro. The, I don't need to use it again. You know,
0: <laughs> Daredevil and House. Now I say House. Um, they used uh, uh, I'm gonna blank on it slightly. It's it's um, not butterfly. It's uh, regardless, I'm I'm bl- totally blanking on it. I'm sorry. Um, but the Netflix version of House. Used a a dub of the original song, but House is the only other show that I would watch that I would watch the intro on because because it, it got me pumped up and re- and I never, I, ready for never, the show.
1: I never watched House. Massive it's Attack. A, it's a,
0: oh, stop it,
1: Sam. It's a it's a gap in my in my viewing uh, history, I guess.
0: It's Massive Attack uh, Butterfly, I think. I want to say Butterfly, Teardrop, Teardrop, Teardrop. Massive Attack, Teardrop. Look, it, you can stop what you're doing right now, and you need to stop watching House <laughs> and just be done with it, because it's fantastic. I, I've
1: watched Children's Hospital. Is it the same thing? Same kind of thing. <laughs> I'll watch the
0: intro on that, too.
1: Oh, that, you know what? That is, a, that is a good intro song, now that I think about it. Damn right <laughs> it is. simple, just simple, Very. Like simple stuff, previously on. Um well, no, I know. Hey, th- thanks for thanks for having me on here. I was glad I got to write it out with you. Um, it was it was it was hard keeping my my, my lip buttoned about future uh, happenings on this show. Well, I appreciate when it. I, you were still doing the slow burn. Um, hopefully, we can pick up another show coming up. I don't know. I don't know what's the, it's kind of a kind of bare for a little while i don't watch titans i don't know about you yeah. and no nothing marvel's coming yeah. out till next year maybe, maybe we can do something for the mandalorian or something or maybe we can go back and watch the boys or something i don't know we'll have to Ooh. maybe we'll have to li- leave it to twitter to ask if anybody there's anything anybody wants us to recap and we can come back and do something
0: look i'm all about the boys i'm all about legion if i if i do legion i'm gonna be honest with you um i'm gonna eat an edible and it's gonna get it's gonna get wild and and illogical because I think that's the only way you can actually uh, watch Legion in, in in a in a semi non sober way.
1: Yeah, I, I think Legions is the type of show that sometimes makes you think you had an edible and you didn't even. Do it. And yeah, it just you, kind of you have, have
0: to be, come correct to Legion.
1: So I've really I've really never seen a show that requires more attention span don't. than that that because I, I've done the thing where literally I looked down at my phone for a second because I got a text, looked back up, and everybody was in different clothes in a different setting, and I had to go beep boop boop, boop yeah. and go, what just happened?
0: <laughs> so I will put it out to the fans. Uh listeners I say fans, but you're you listeners, you're not fans. Um and what's next because we could go for a dry spell for a bit but if there's something out there that that needs work on and i swear it won't be in a slow way it'll be a in more of a one-off way and we'll get we'll get to uh we'll get to talking about it and potentially maybe bring a few of you in i don't know that sounds awful it could be the floodgates but <laughs> sam thank you so much for being here And thank all of you for holding out for an entire year of Daredevil. I mean, look, everyone else did this in like, you know, three months. But you all did it in a year. Just think about that. Like, that's how good this shit is. But maybe not this part, but but the thing you saw. So, So thank you. And I will talk at you very, very soon.